Hello and welcome to Beyond Survival, the New Teacher Podcast. My name is Jamie Tom. Today is this week's episode of Teacher Talks, which is a 15-minute talk that explores some aspect of classroom practice for new teachers. I'm going to use this talk a little bit differently today, partly because this will be the last episode of the first season of Beyond Survival, the New Teacher Podcast. So I'm going to use this space as a little bit of a reflection. So to take 15 minutes to signal some of the key learnings and key messages that have come out of the past 50 episodes or so of season one. So I'd like to begin just by highlighting the intention of when I decided to set this podcast up and run the first episode in August last year. So fundamentally, the intention was to support the new teachers who would be on the PGDE at Edinburgh Napier University. And that fundamentally was my role starting from August to um, start and begin the English PGDE at Edinburgh Napier University. So I wanted to support those students. And really, this podcast has taken arms and legs fundamentally. And it's got from, gone from that intention to provide a space to support those teachers into reaching up to around 5,000 downloads a month. And also, for me, having the deep privilege of speaking to experts in education from across the world. And there were a couple of other intentions setting up this podcast as well. Really, for me, I wanted to focus on the whole process of being a new teacher. For me, that's such an exciting, it's such a dynamic, and it's such a challenging time which is why we have such a problem with recruitment and retention for teachers in the first five years of their career. And I think we have a profound responsibility as a profession to nurture that talent and to sustain the enthusiasm, the passion, the verve that comes and arrives at the start of your teaching career and in the first few years. And that's why in this initial really I've been focused on not just teaching skills and not just pedagogy, but it's also that recognition that to be the best version of yourself in a classroom, you also need to make conscious, deliberate steps to look after and support your own well-being. And that's why I'll use this space today to, to focus on two key themes that have run through the podcast and some of my own learning that's come through those two themes. So the first is on teaching. So what have I learned fundamentally about teaching and supporting new teachers at the start of their career from the past 50 episodes? And then also I'll think about well-being. What are some of the key messages for me that have resonated with me and hopefully have resonated with listeners as well? So here's three key things that for me have been really, really important in terms of my understanding of teaching and how it's developed over the past nine months or so. The first is about behaviour. And obviously the episodes that I do on behaviour in this episode, in this podcast, are the most popular by quite some degree. And that for me is really illuminating in itself. The fact that thousands and thousands of people have listened to Tom Bennett's episode, to Sam Strickland's episode shows just how much 
that is a necessary part of the education landscape and how important that is for new teachers to feel confident in that. So what have I learned from those episodes? For me, first of all, behaviour is about proactive scripting. It fundamentally has to be a part of the curriculum of your classroom. And that was Tom Bennett's brilliant line in the first episode way back in August. Make behaviour part of your curriculum. Make it really, really, really explicit in your classroom. And an interesting exploration in that is about how new teachers can find that assertiveness and that confidence that is an essential part of communicating that in a way that young people will respond to. And certainly that's an exploration that I'll come back to in season two. What is really confident, really assertive behaviour management? But it's also about fundamentally relationships in terms of behaviour. And that's why one of the things I explored in the podcast, I think for me, has been a big message I've been sharing with new teachers this year about your language ratio in the classroom. The five to one positivity ratio. Is what's happening in your classroom more positive in terms of the way you use language? So you're signalling, so you're sending messages about classroom norms rather than being draining and continually negative. So for every negative comment you have to make, are you thinking of three positive ones? And the last thing on behaviours, I'll just mention again that I'm doing an online behaviour training next Thursday, the 18th of May, from four o'clock to five five o'clock with Sam Strickland, as I mentioned, did a brilliant episode on behaviour. And we'll be looking at how to manage challenging behaviour moments in your classroom and how you use language for that. And I've almost hit 100 attendees for that, which I'd love to get. It's only £5 and I'd love to raise £500. It all goes to charity, health in mind. So I'd really appreciate your support with that if you want to come along. So that's the first aspect in teaching, behaviour. The second is I've developed a real interest in teacher communication through the span of this podcast and how we can make subtle shifts in our communication and have more impact in our classrooms. And that inspired a a book, my book, which came out um, a couple of months ago, which is called Talking to Teenagers. And it's all about that nuance of how we use communication. And a couple of episodes really stood out for me in this one. Dr. John Coleman, who has an episode very early on about the teenage brain. And I found that hugely illuminating in justifying some of the behaviours that we see in classrooms all the time when managing teenagers. Another episode I'd like to mention is with my colleague at Edinburgh Napier University, Heather Earnshaw, who has a fantastic episode about unconscious bias and about how our perceptions and how we behave in a classroom, some of our internal biases, might in fact influence the dynamics and how we are in terms of enacting those behaviours in the classroom. The final area of teaching I'd like to mention, which I think has been a real theme running through lots and lots of episodes, is about the simplicity of our teaching practice. And inevitably, one of the things that happen at the start of our teaching careers is we overcomplicate things. We throw in more ingredients into our dishes. 
and we forget about some of the really essential, simple things we need to do in a classroom. The episode with Ben Carlin about routines was a really helpful one for me to think about making sure that we're being as explicit, as clear as possible in terms of setting up learning in our classrooms so that young people have that sense of familiarity and what to expect. And that will prevent the cognitive load that Fiona Ledbetter did a brilliant episode on, explaining all about what we do in our classrooms that can overwhelm young people and mean that they they can't have the space to think clearly. And there's been lots of stuff about the quality of questioning that we ask in a classroom. And I'd really recommend Tom Sherrington's brilliant episode on that. And also about how we can make differentiation something that isn't hugely complicated and hugely time consuming, but instead we can make it simple shifts to our practice, which mean we're encompassing more of the young people in front of us. And Bruce Robertson has a brilliant episode on differentiation that I'd recommend as well. So that's three themes from teaching, behavior, teacher communication, and the simplicity of practice. I'd like to spend the last five minutes thinking about that second strand of being a new teacher, the more holistic strand and the notion of well-being. So again, I'll break it into three points. And I think there's, there's a misconception about well-being that it's all fluffy and it's all about self-compassion and, you know, yoga not to be detrimental to anyone who doesn't eat yoga here, yoga's great. But fundamentally, one of the things I've learned in this podcast is that well-being requires a real sense of discipline and focus. And discipline, the root of discipline actually comes from a, the idea of being a disciple. And I think that's particularly interesting when we think about well-being. Being a disciple to focusing on that holistic aspect of yourself. And it takes real discipline and real clarity to know when you reach a stopping point and when you reach a boundary that you set in place. And Emma Turner's episode about setting boundaries I thought was really, really fascinating and interesting. And it's influenced a lot of how I approach my work now. So being really clear about when you work best and when you don't work best and sticking to that. And another theme that's run through this podcast, and in part because it's one of my own interests as well, is the idea of positive psychology. And there's been lots of great episodes that have had really practical things you can do to make sure that you are shifting away from that innate negativity bias that we all have that makes us a little bit more inclined to looking at things through a negative lens rather than a positive lens. And Adrian Bethune had an excellent episode, which was focusing on some of those practices. So his three good things, which is a really useful positive psychology intervention, noting down three positive things that have happened every single day in your professional life, in your private life, forces you to think more positively about how you are approaching your work. And Lucy Kelly's episode on journaling and keeping a diary and writing I thought was really powerful in crystallizing some of your thinking and helping you to find that 
almost a detachment from the all-consuming world of education. And that all-consuming world is the final point I'd like us to think about. And balance, as Sarah Phillip highlighted in a really, really excellent episode just released this week, is an almost impossible thing to have. It's really, really difficult to find balance. Now, that doesn't mean we just don't attempt and don't be disciplined in our pursuit to find balance. And I think while the demands of a teacher education year mean that inevitably, you know, or a teacher or a year at the start of your career mean it's a real challenge to be balanced throughout it, I think it's something we should aim for. I'm reading a wonderful book at the moment called Letters to a New Teacher, in which the experienced English teacher, Jim Burke, responds to questions from a new teacher called Joy Krajek, who's just joined their department. And at the start of the year, Jim encourages Joy to write any questions for him on a piece of card and leave them for him at the end of the day. And the book is just a, a fascinating insight into that correspondent and spans the whole of a school year. And there's a paragraph that I read that I thought that's absolutely spot on. And one of the things I feel really passionate about and hopefully has come across in this podcast. And it says the following. We work in the midst of barely controlled chaos. You must set aside time for yourself each day during the week to tend to your own needs. Because our work is never done. We can always be working. And then it consumes you. And the next thing you know, you lose your joy of teaching. And you join the ranks of the 60% who leave the profession within the first five years. You must teach yourself the habits that will allow you to sustain not only your love of teaching, but your love of life. It's a fantastic quotation. So, um, that notion of balance is obviously really important for me. And that's why I usually take every summer, I take three months where I go into kind of um, hiding from all things technology in terms of stop podcasting, social media, anything like that at all. I always take three months off just to, I guess, fundamentally reboot. And that for me is important in terms of being the best version of myself when I'm offering things like this and the work I do in education. So all I'll say is the last thing is just thank you so much for listening. And um, that reaching up to 5,000 people a month has happened because people have shared this. They've taken the time to pass it on to other new teachers, teachers at the start of the career. And that helps to make sure that this podcast is having the impact I want it to have in terms of inspiring and motivating lots of new teachers. The second season will be back just sort of mid-August. And on that note, I would really, really appreciate, there's a feedback form which I'll attach onto the notes of this episode, which takes about three minutes to fill out. It's just, what have you really enjoyed about the show? What guests would you like to get on next time? And I really want to think about what will help to continue to make the show something that will reach lots of people and be as helpful as useful. And obviously related to that, if you can take the time to leave a quick review or subscribe, that all just really helps in terms of reaching lots more people as well. So thank you so much again, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful summer, and I'll look forward to speaking with you again in mid-August. And all the new teachers who are either finishing off their teacher education, teacher training year, finishing off their NQT year, ECT, 
everything across the globe in which you start out, a massive, massive congratulations and well done for all the amazing work you've done. Thank you so much.